0: Everybody, welcome to Rumors versus Facts, the UGA Sports live show where we talk about recruiting, Georgia recruiting, uh, Bulldogs, what they're doing, what they're up to. And it is a celebratory episode this Thursday. We moved it from Monday to Thursday because we wanted to get signing day in just in case Kirby Smart pulled some weird trick out of his. out of his hat. Well, let's be polite. We'll say out of his hat because uh, Kirby's been known to do that. He's been known to – I mean, heck, last signing day you had some K.J. Bolden excitement. And we weren't expecting too much with the uh, uh, Terry Bussy thing. But uh, just in case, just in case, we decided let's not do the show Wednesday night, let's do it Thursday and catch up. Of course, last week we had Joe Winden on, and uh, Joe reached out to me today. He's like, hey, you want me to come back on? I'm like, yeah, but I know you're busy. He goes, man, we are so busy. So uh, we're going to have Joe Winden on. Not next week. Uh, we're not going to do a show next week. We're going to get back to Monday. So a week from Monday, we'll have a show, and then we'll have Joe on. And we're going to have him go through this number one class, but we're going to make him give us insider information about the guys that George assigned. He has insider stories. We are going to hold his feet to the fire until he tells us everything he knows. So uh, we got Trent finally joining us, a slacker. I'm raising my children. So Trent's finally here. So. So, the gang's all here. We appreciate all of you joining us. And yeah, I want to get right to it. The fact that uh, Georgia, with the number one signing class again, I think that's it's a pretty big deal. Um, the reason I say that, some people go, well, with the transfer portal and NIL, that shit doesn't matter anymore. It does. It does because, yes, guys are going to transfer. You will lose guys to the portal and you'll add guys to the portal. But if your core, your base, your 85 is better than everyone else's 85 and you don't have to compete for the best players out of the portal every freaking weekend, uh, you're going to beat other teams. There's not a s- school in the country that would say, hey, we don't want we don't want the number one class. We're just going to go hard in the portal. bull, crap. Do you want the number one class? And Kirby signed it for the fourth time. I know he's had nine recruiting classes, but I'm not counting that first one because that was kind of a like he came in in what, uh, December and tried to hold that together. That, that's a little too much. But Let's talk about the fact that he had – number one class number one class number one class and then the following two years and two back to back champions recruiting matters or am i wrong
1: yeah i mean the core of those teams is is from those those 18 19 20 classes i think that were um the number one ones and like you said it's 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 not rocket science you get better players than everybody else you've got a good chance of beating everybody else like you talk about the the blue chip ratio stuff and and all these kind of different measurements of talent. And it's, it's Georgia's at the top. Alabama's up there. Ohio state's usually up there. Um, Michigan under Jim Harbaugh has been up there. Those are the teams that are, I mean, Clemson, these are the teams that are perennially uh, competing for national titles over the last decade or so. So yeah, like you said, Roddy, it's a huge deal. Yesterday wasn't uh, didn't have a bunch of trauma because literally everybody in the class signed in December, um, they added the preferred walk-on commitment from Jeremy Bell, which we'll get to later. But getting all these guys signed, getting I think 19 or 20 of them are already on campus and going through workouts and and all that kind of stuff is 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 huge. That's how you keep keep this train rolling. Is is just getting better, getting better players than everybody else. Again, it's it's really not complicated. Uh, at the end of the day, and Kirby Smart is uh is just about mastered it at this point.
2: Yeah, yeah, I mean if you if you get 100, say so you signed 25 a year. And you retain half of your roster throughout the four years, so you're still landing 50. Uh, just say after four years, you're 50 of the guys. You still landing 50 blue chips. So uh, I mean, if you're only if you're only retaining, which I think 50%, 50% could be. You know, I haven't looked back at the classes, but uh, I have a feeling that it would be right there around that 50% mark, and and that's 50 players. And um, I mean, that's 50 top tier players. Kirby Smart. Uh, he signed minimal three stars and the three stars he did sign have been very good. So <laughs> um, it, it you're talking, you're talking about uh, building, uh, you know, he, he's a, he's a guy that's built on team chemistry uh, and he's a, um, you know, having those leaders in the room, those leaders don't come from uh, transfers or, or, you know, coming in for a one year transfer. Those are not leaders. Those are, those are guys that have been in the system, know the system and you got to have a system in place and, you're not going to have a system in place with transfers coming in and out every year. You might can do that in basketball, but it's, 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 you're not going to be successful long-term uh, doing that in football. Mm-hmm. I go think to- Georgia is just
3: on another level right now, the bang off Trent, And it's, and it just kind of talks about how strong the culture is that Kirby's built. Um, I mean, you go back and talk about that, you know, 50% retention rate if you know that around that is the number. I mean, that's impressive. And, you know, especially the last three or four years when the transfer portal and NIL have Have uh, been there.
0: That's a good point. And I'm going to, I know Kirby won't outspend other teams in the portal. They have a a philosophy, if you will, about hey, this is what we think players are worth. And we're not going to upset the locker room by bringing in people and paying them way too much money. Uh, Caleb Downs is going to get about 30 grand at Georgia a month. That's pretty good money. Okay. Uh, Ohio State offers some $100,000 a month. And I mean, that's, I'm not sure that the exact amount, but it's it's in that exact range. I know that. Um, I've been able to confirm it from multiple people. Kirby's like, that's three times what they had agreed to. It's like, and here's the thing, Georgia probably had it, could probably get it, but why? why, You know, and he's like, wait a minute, I got a safety making more than my quarterback. I got a, uh, you know, one guy. There's nothing wrong with it, but there's nothing wrong with it. But what are your other safeties doing? You know, so anyway, my point is yeah. it's a uh, Kirby's not going to go heavy there, but when you have a Chris Smith who shines in years three and four, uh Robert wow. Beal, uh, Chaz Chambliss, guys that he's developed. What, what was Kirby Smart most mad about when Julian Humphrey and uh CJ Harris and those other guys left? Not Julian Humphrey. Who's the other five-star deep cornerback that went to Miami?
2: Stevenson. Yeah. Uh, Tark, Stevenson.
0: Or... I think it was him. Yeah. No, uh, uh, Jaheem Singletary. Yeah. All right. uh, when guys like that leave, he's like, "Look, you were just here. We you we were you were just getting good. We were just training you, and he wants to develop them and see them go through it. So he likes the fact that can he can take somebody who's raw, get them better, and rely on them for multiple years." Versus go spend a lot of money to pull a player out of the portal and change the have a bunch of mercenaries in there. Now it will work for some schools. Ole Miss is going to be terror, an absolute terror with the guys they've added. A lot of schools have improved their their rosters by going through the portal. But Kirby goes and gets a London Humphreys. That's not a guy that everybody was going crazy over. I mean, everybody wanted Evan Stewart. He uh, got Colby Young, Michael Jackson the third. The only real, I guess, big name he got was Trevor Etienne. And they paid through the nose for it. So, but again, that's a guy who's proved it multiple years. He's like, look, you know, you're, you're going to have to, you're getting more than the other running backs, but, you know, you've proved it more. So I think it's a good philosophy. I'm not saying that just because we cover Georgia. I'm just thinking if I, if I ran this business, which, you know, at UJ Sports, I brought in, you know, it's like, um, hey, Trent, I know you've been here longer than anybody else, but I'm bringing in Lance and I'm going to pay him three times what you make.
2: How much you make? No, I'm just <laughs> <laughs> okay, you like see that.
0: what I'm saying? To be like, uh, you can be yeah. like, okay, but you know, f you, dude. <laughs> I, yeah. I did the time, and I I came. I started with you as a true freshman. You know, I started with you right off the bat. You know, and you could have some resentment. now. Maybe we don't work as well as a team like we do when you have a situation like that. So, I'm all for what Kirby's doing um, from a, man, a management and a roster standpoint. Go get the good players in high school, make them better. And then the ones you miss, on, to your point, the, the transfer away, the ones that he hates that transfer away, the ones he's happy that transfer away, then you got the portal and you're not sh- wasting all. It. NIL is not an unlimited resource. You can't buy a team. Now, how, how, many games,
2: how many games last year are you sitting there watching on TV when George is not playing and they're like, uh, reception by so-and-so, transfer from Georgia. Uh, tackled by so-and-so, transfer from Georgia. And I'm like, and Georgia's still a top-four team, and you've got players playing on the big stage, transfer from Georgia, transfer from Georgia, transfer from Georgia. So that just tells you a little bit about how Georgia's been able to manage the numbers. And you're looking at a school like Ole Miss, Georgia's sitting there, what, averaging 20-something blue-chip guys per year. Ole Miss might be averaging nine. In a recruiting trail. So if you're retaining half of those, you're down to four, uh, you know, throughout the recruiting process. And you have to add those to even be on Georgia's level,
0: to yeah. be on yeah. Georgia, Jordan, Alabama's level. And heaven forbid any of them get hurt. Yeah. I mean, what we, what we all we heard about for uh, Alabama and Ohio State, who were on that level, is they lost one player too many. Georgia lost one player too many in Amarius Mims. Uh, but these other schools they just don't have it and to your point about all the guys that you're able to lose and they go be stars elsewhere and Georgia still 3 points away from you know pretty much you know, making it into the playoffs you know that you can just lean on these teams towards the end because their best players are tired you know or their best players are out and you just you you've got the next Three star that you're developing, five star that you signed, who's ready to go out there and kick some butt in the third and fourth quarter? You're just going to kill them.
2: So, I mean, most of these teams are lucky to have a guy who can snap the football. And uh, Georgia's sitting there rotating seven off his linemen and not missing a beat. So, I mean, it's it's a good problem to have that they have in Athens. And the
1: quarterback drives a Lambo. So,
0: yeah. (laughs) Jed, why don't you drive a Lambo, man?
1: Well, I'm I'm lucky I can afford to drive at all since I don't get paid anything. So we'll, we'll cross cross <laughs> we, we know
0: you make money on the rankings.
1: Yeah, That's true. I, yeah, I don't get paid anything from you. It's all from the from the recruits Dude. and their families that pay me to bump the rankings up. So I mean, I'm um, just trying to figure out
2: um I mean how much you were paid to keep somebody at two and another one at three. I mean you know, it, it's like it's like
1: it's like football, like the higher up you go in the rankings, the more money's involved. So, um, you know, at like the, and
0: Jed May, on out here in the
1: uh, like money is yeah. not as much when you get up at like the power five level, top 50, then then that's uh, that's when the checks start playing. Um, so
3: get the window marks, yeah, yeah.
1: Uh, your taxes,
0: yeah, yeah. I do want to mention this uh, highlight, uh, or this uh, quote I have on the screen. This is from uh, Adam Gordy. Now, he's our national recruiting lead analyst, he's the one that uh is the number one guy in the Rivals uh, universe, if you will, when it comes to rankings, and he said, "Look, since Nick Saban retired, Kirby Smart is unequivocally the best recruiter in college football. And again, it would have been tight had he not retired. But I'm just, you know, there's no question now. He says I don't even think it's a discussion at this point. Uh, not only is what he do, not only is what he's doing impressing, impressive recruiting wise, but he's turning them into national champions and NFL draft picks. That has a snowball effect." Kids are going to go there, they're getting developed, and they're becoming millionaires because of it, driving Lambos, as we mentioned, and that will only beget more kids to come to Athens. So it's a good system. Uh, the only way I see this system falling apart is if Kirby just says, look, I've had enough. Because no matter – I mean, yes, the NIL and the 365 uh, and the tr- uh, recruiting and the transfer portal can be a giant pains in the ass, but Kirby is so competitive, whatever – Curveball is thrown towards all of college football. I trust him to adapt and make the most of it. And came about, he figured a way to work with it. Transfer portal came away, figured a way to work with it. Uh, 365 recruiting, he was already doing that. So, uh, now you take one more, one of the premier guys off the board. And again, this number one class, I mean, hell. That 2025 class, guys, tell me how where do you think that right now predict where the 2025 class winds up in the national rankings?
1: I mean, I don't think it's going to be worse than second. I mean, just <laughs> with what's, I mean, seriously, yeah, Jed May. oh, good, I like that. I, I like that luxury car funds, we'll get there. Um, yeah, I mean, you, you look at because it's always easy to say, like, at this time every year with every guy's like, oh man, George is going to get. You know, Georgia can't get everybody. Georgia's going to set an all time points record or whatever. But like with what Georgia, they've, they've got such a good foundation laid and there is so much out there that they're in good position. Like, let's say there's a, a realistic world where let's say Georgia flips Julian Lewis and then you land, you know, Taylor, Taylor who Taylor, who we had a story on this weekend, top, I think 30 player in the country. You land. Uh, you keep both your tight ends you get david sanders you get um say a juan gaston you land elijah griffin you land zayden walker um you know they just it the top
3: top. Top so yeah.
1: you know it, it and what Trent? It's, it's top the top 20 kids i think count for your points or something right so um especially with and not to say a class is top heavy but when you stack so many five stars up there at the top yeah it adds up really quick. So. Yeah, it's hard to say. I mean, Georgia finished first this year. The team that's in second – finished second lost their their head coach. He who's the greatest of all time. So, yeah, someone's got to – I mean, just takes a step up and fill that one. I don't know. LSU's class is off to a really good start. Um, you know, a lot of the – Georgia's got, what, I think five or six commits. So, these schools up here at the top have got more commits than Georgia does. Um, Therefore, more points. So, um, but, yeah, it, it's hard to see a world where they finished – outside the top two maybe three it's it's just i, I don't see how they uh how they we can bring this up in december if i'm wrong but that's just i, I don't see any way they're not top two this
2: is, and this is a class that georgia had committed the number two player in the country they had committed nicar one of the top <laughs> yeah. in the country they mm-hmm. had committed uh or they were right there with the uh um number one defensive end in the country uh came down in georgia missouri um i mean there's a lot of kids that that georgia missed on or had committed that and still yeah. landed in the number one class that's what that's what makes it uh impressive because um when I mean, just with the with the player the, the late flip uh there at the end with kj bolden uh was kind of the cherry on top but just overall uh most of these kids are committed for a long time and um And Georgia had a lot more of these guys uh, either on.
0: Trent, you're breaking up there, brother. Or either I'm breaking up.
2: Am I I here? You're here. Oh, but yeah, it's just impressive how they had, you know, how they went about this class and, uh, um, you know, with all the, with all the drama of losing kids, missing out of kids, going through a summer and saying, "God, we're missing on every player that we're we're going after," That's what what the feeling was. Uh, you know, those July and August months were long months because they were. It seemed like every single guy that they were in for, well, they missed on that guy. They missed on that guy. They missed on defense tackle. They missed on, uh, and, and and to end up with a almost a 3,200 point class and and the number one class, well. I mean, they're long hey, I
0: want, long. to your point, I want to mention the fact that uh, in that. So right now, looking at the 2025 class, Georgia's eighth, and as Jed points out, Georgia only has five. Notre Dame's number one, but they got three times the number of commits they have. Fourteen. Yeah. Uh, that that throws it off. But,
2: Jed will bump those two three stars up to fourth place. <laughs> yeah,
0: sure. <laughs> but but to to the point, uh, Georgia beat Alabama. Alabama was number two, and but that that still counts. Uh, Julian Sands as one of their five stars because he technically did sign with them they lost a number of those players so uh even the guys that did sign in that number two class they lost some and the only reason I bring that up is not to go ha ha Alabama it's because what you were saying I've forgotten the sheer number of guys that decommitted from Georgia or georges in on and didn't get I mean they had a chance to almost lap the field had they held on to some of those guys and of course you know hey Maybe uh, Dylan Rayola's here if Kirk Herbstreet doesn't, you know, keeps his big mouth
3: I kid. I kid. He was on Feinbaum earlier today, defending oh. himself.
0: Yeah. Defending <laughs> himself is the uh, uh, correct description. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to
3: recap. But it's to me, done. it was a
0: straw man argument where he's like, well, what was I supposed to say that, uh, you know, rules bad? No. And that that's not what you were asked. You were asked about the fact that, did you tell him to? And he's like, if the only thing I'm guilty of when you say the only thing I'm guilty of, I'm done, yeah. it sounds defensive, man. Just say that's bull crap. I never said that. He's full of BS. I don't he's drunk, you know. If, it it, would if, if, been, if you mischaracterize what I said that badly, I'd call your ass out.
2: It would have been one thing if, if Raoula family reached out to Herb Street and did this, but Herb Street reached out to the Raoula family, and that's a little bit different.
0: Yeah. Again, I, I, I He's not in the business of telling kids where to go. I get it. Family friend. And I'm just kind of a bust of Kirk's balls. He's been great. He's been on our our podcast multiple times. Super professional, super good guy. Love him to death. Got no issues with him. But I'm just saying, uh, if it wouldn't hurt our brand, I would throw some of the people that uh, have given us bad information over the years under the bus. Be like, because of what you're supposed to do in journalism. If a source tells you something and it's wrong, or they willfully mislead you in order to try to win a news cycle or tell you something, you know, uh, and you find out that they lied to you, you throw their ass under the bus. You, you put them on blast. You know, that's the only thing that keeps them honest. But sometimes if you were to do that, you'll stop getting all the other news that you may need. So we can't always go and say, Hey, this guy was wrong. And plus stuff changes. So I think, uh, do I trust Dom Raiola? Do you guys trust him? Mm-hmm.
3: My uh, yeah, no. no not, not but, it, but it was
0: not Kirk Herbstreit saying, hey, that's a good idea that made him go there. The fact yeah. was they had a new agent that came in right before he was supposed to come to Athens. Uh, the agent said, uh, hey, Matt Rule says transfer quarterbacks worth one and a half to two million dollars. And uh, I've seen stories where Carson Beck's going to get four million dollars. Uh, my guy needs three times what you're offering him. And Georgia said, get out of here
2: let's be honest, we're all R- 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 wanting Dylan at Nebraska throughout the whole process. And yeah, it, yeah. It, it just yeah. took a while to talk Dylan into it. <laughs> yeah.
0: So, yeah. Well, I mean, that's how it goes. So it wasn't, it wasn't Kirk Herbstreit. I'm just kidding about him, you know, but uh, the fact to, to your point that this class could have been even better and it was still the runaway number one. And by the time this 2025 class is over, we should be having a show in February 2025 going, damn, they just signed the number one class again. Uh, Speaking of, uh, this is not a fluke um, for Kirby Smart. We mentioned that he's had uh, three other number one classes. But I thought that this chart that uh, our man Patrick put together is mind-boggling. Look at that. Georgia's recruiting rankings over the last 50 years, what does it do at the end? Zigzags towards up,
3: kind of climbing that mountain.
1: Yeah, when, when you see, what'd you say? What'd you say, Roddy? It's fifty years. Is that what you said? The last fifty years. So you can kind of see, you know, the rig. Well, no one can see my cursor, but the the rig era was was pretty good. Had some ups and downs, and then the Kirby era is just it's all right there in that top, yeah. Yeah. that top right quadrant, quadrant, which is is just is. <laughs> It's crazy. It's just, I don't know what happened
2: about 30 years ago, but it looks like they had one every other class. that was just great and didn't sign anybody the next year. Yeah.
0: But th- that's what they'll tell you. The old guys who were used to call 1 800 numbers to find out the latest on who was going to sign, you know, people that went to uh, super preps back in the day. Uh, my buddy Bobby Burton, who I've known forever in this industry when he was running his thing, people used to call. And uh, if you get down here and you'll see it's like, 3rd class, 12th, 29th, 13th, 3rd, 6th, 6th, 10th, you know, uh, ninth, tw- you know, 8th, 22nd, ninth, 3rd. Because it was cyclical, once you signed a whole bunch of really good guys, it was tough to do it back-to-back years because like, oh, well, they're loaded. I'm not going to get a chance to play. Yeah. And it still happens today. You'll see teams go up and down like that. But Nick Saban and while Kirby was there, Ohio State, Clemson to some extent, uh, Few of the actual blue bloods, high-end blue bloods, were able to convince kids you got to keep coming. And what has Kirby shown to be able to sign back to back to back number ones? And then you notice he signed that many number ones and then he took a little dip. Um, but what he do with oh. those back to back number ones is he won two titles. And the and biggest point is he got twenty last two classes, twenty-five guys drafted.
1: Yeah. I just want to point out that twenty twenty-one class ranking fifth. Like, oh man, what happened? That was the COVID class. And then you've got guys out that, that like I don't know if Javon Buller was in that class. Brock Bowers was in that class, I know. Yeah. So, you know, you get guys like um God, I don't even know who else was I, that was before my time. But point yeah. is that was a that was a weird year for uh, for everything. And Browers was a you know, I, I think he was what like a four star, like a mid two fifty guy, I think, for rivals. Yeah. And he but you know, obviously looking back was a guy that Georgia had a great early eval on and and got him committed and got him to stick. So, you know, you, you look at, again, that 21 class is, is the, uh, I don't want to say outlier because fifth, it's not like fifth is bad, but, um, that's just one. That's, that's a weird, weird for everybody with not being able to host kids and, and all that kind of stuff. So, um, pretty impressive to, to get the evaluations on guys. They were still able to get out of, uh, out of that one. Yeah. You had Micah
2: Morris and Dylan Fairchild. Yeah, and, uh,
1: lassiter yeah.
3: johnson and smile yeah. right ad
2: mitchell javon board
1: so i mean that one worked like rankings wise when those guys signed it, it it might not have been um what a couple of these other classes have been but you look back on it now and it's i mean javon okay javon bowler wasn't that class i couldn't i didn't know if he was not jared wilson who's got a good shot to be your starting center this fall mama um,
0: ad mitchell man even though he's not here come on he's yeah. pretty good
1: like but that's that's uh that's great. Like, how many of these? Let's say three stars. Um, Chess, Better. You know, I mean, it's.
0: Micah Morris, you know. starting left tackle or left you guard.
2: You also had Tyke Smith and Darian Kendrick in the transfer portal that right year. Well, yeah. and
1: and vandergriff who is is I don't know if he's the highest rated guy or not, but a guy who's skewing that average upward never played any meaningful reps and is transferred. You know, yeah. so it's again that's a that's an interesting. Well, that Interesting to look to, at this, what you know with how what, what the class was like trying to get it in and what how you know it's turned out a few years later.
0: But to your point, when you look back at that uh 2020 class and uh,
1: uh I mean, yeah. just
0: that, yeah. that's pretty damn stacked.
3: I mean, first four Broderick Tate, Kendall Milton, Darnell Keeley, Keeley.
0: Just saying. <laughs> Uh so that that carried over. So even if you'd had a, a a weak year in with that number five ranking, this was ranked number three. Come on, man.
3: <laughs> and they signed uh, what was it? They signed five receivers in that class because I just saw Justin Robinson. That was the same as Marcus Rosemie, Jack Saint, um Jermaine Burton, Lab, and who was the fifth.
0: I'm sorry, I was I it bypass it. I I don't but mean, want to pull up. I'm going to pull up this part here real quick about uh, – so we talked about that 2021 uh, class and how it might have been the kind of the outlier number five. This one was ranked super high. Michael Williams, yes, of course. Barry Alexander, not here. Julian Humphrey, almost lost him. He's back. Jaheim Singletary, gone. Uh, Marvin Jones Jr., almost lost him. Marcus Washington, gone. Cedric Washington, gone. Derek Smith, gone. Uh, Gunnar Stockton here. Malachi here. Javon Walker here. more Morissette, where's he? Uh, Hood, gone. Uh, Alouba, gone.
1: Peter <laughs> Smith, gone.
0: Yes. Yeah, so, uh, in other words, I'm trying to pull that back to the fact that exactly what uh, Trent said. You can lose half the class when mm-hmm. you sign up. But if you're working from that stronger group, the half that you have left is better than most. And then if you can go get a uh, Trevor Etienne to supplement it, it's okay. A yeah, big shout out real quick to uh, Evan Grimes for the uh, super chat there. I uh, says, do we have any intel on when workouts are coming along? You know, are the uh, pups adjusting? The only thing I heard was there are some guys who are losing weight.
1: I was yeah. going to say, I can, I would bet a significant amount of money that that Nair Daniels does not weigh 385 pounds or whatever he weighed when he, when he showed up. That's, that's the, uh, that's the only thing I can, uh, I can bet for you. Yeah, Namdi Agboko does not weigh what he weighed when he got there. Uh, I would uh, I would bet. Well,
0: Namdi is, I mean, his coach called him a flat belly anyway. If you look at that picture of him, Jordan Davis, he looks good, you know? Yeah. But yeah, he's not going to be up where he was coming into the. Anyway, the, the only thing I heard was these guys are losing weight because that offensive line came in.
2: Jordan Davis came in when he came in. He was like at 365 or something. And by the time Fall rolled around, he was like at 325,
1: 330. Daniel Kelly. Uh, he was a, right, like a
0: couple biscuits shy. Of three he's north three fifty by far, you know. So but you're right. I've heard Nazir Johnson look good for
3: you know a month, month and a half in as well. Yeah.
0: Nazir, what a what a great again, there's a hey, there's a flip from Florida. So yeah. uh I, Super chat from KC, we appreciate that. It says uh yeah, yes, Kirk is BS that real family's BS. If they think uh we believe Dylan flip because of the legacy. Well, legacy is part of it, but also uh if you get paid a three times as much money. Now now hey uh, Rayola can afford a Lamborghini. So say
2: How do you how do you feel like if you're if you're Dylan's brother? I mean are they moving back to Nebraska to play high school football? Like,
0: what are we doing? Oh, yeah. What, oh, that, I didn't even thought about that. I mean, they got a, the house in Buford and his kids, his younger brothers there. But, hey, they change high schools every year, so he'll probably – he's used to it by now. Hey, uh, Real quick, I thought that Georgia Son's number one class and back-to-back years, Georgia assistant Trey Scott is named the Rivals Recruiter of the Year. So congratulations to Trey Scott. That That's is sure.
2: Because he missed on every target that he had, you know, remember? Yeah.
3: I like that retweet today that Roddy had from someone about on the vent talking about, oh, he can't recruit, and then, you know, look at him now.
0: now hey, uh, and it wasn't – we weren't able to run in and defend him when those first uh, accusations of he can't recruit came around. It's not like we could point to a long list of guys that he had landed, and there was just – there was high-profile defensive lineman after high-profile defensive lineman that it felt that Georgia was second or third, and it became kind of a, a meme, a narrative that he couldn't land players. But he's been recruiter of the year twice, so that's that's One, pretty damn good.
2: And, and the impressive thing about him was when he came along, we knew how good of a developer he was. Um, yeah. and, and we said and, – and this was before Trayvon, I remember – you know, what I'm saying if he ever gets some first round picks, if he ever has that, it's gonna it's gonna take off. His recruiting's gonna take off, and that's exactly what's done. Because I mean, you you're still talking Trayvon Walker, and I mean recruits are still talking Trayvon Walker. Recruits are still talking Jordan Davis. Um, so you Devonte White, Devonte White. So I mean, putting three defensive linemen in the first round in one year um, that speaks volumes and. He's taking off
0: on the recruiting trail. You were there when we first met Tramel Walther. and Richard LeCount's dad was saying, "Yeah, hey, I brought this guy to George's attention. They're going to offer him. I think they offered him as like a preferred walk-on or something like that first. And I think he was a, I think He became a scholarship guy, but it was like at first, it was like this guy's way too undersized. He'll come on. This is just a. This is a favorite to the LeCounts. I heard that said more than once." Bullshit. Jamel <laughs> Walter to play. He can develop them. To your point, uh, some of the guys that he's developed and the fact that, you know, you can land three or four defensive linemen in a class who are good. But you would have never he's told
2: not- me why Wyatt was going to be a first round pick when he gets to Georgia.
0: For him to land, uh, I mean, was you had six offensive linemen and six defensive linemen in this class, no? Uh yeah.
1: Five defensive linemen.
3: Five, and then six offensive linemen,
0: That's six great. offensive, five defensive linemen. That's still pretty good. A couple five stars in there, and I also want to mention the fact. Uh, shout out to him, but I thought I thought it was interesting that uh, honorable mentions in the SEC. Fran uh, Brown for the Georgia secondary. He did a great job there. Now he's at the uh, he's head at Syracuse. Uh, uh, Traverse Robinson at Alabama, who's now at Georgia, was also on this yeah. list, as was uh, Glenn Schumann linebackers.
2: I don't know what, you know, Glenn Schumann brings in two elite linebackers every class. And was it three last last class? Um, I don't I mean, his his, from an overall volume standpoint, yeah, he's only landed those two or three guys, but they're always you know, studs. Uh,
0: Yeah. I mean, if, if you didn't, if you weren't blown away by CJ Allen this year, I can't help you. You need to get off my show.
2: And then you got Todd Hartway, who brings in one or two studs at tight in every year. So
0: uh, so, you, uh, so Casey asked his own question. And he says, uh, who is Trey Landed? And he's like, oh, yeah, Jordan Davis, Trayvon Walker, you know, Devontae Wyatt. Big uh, Jamal Jarrett. Um, Michael,
2: Jim Michael. Williams.
0: Uh, who was the other one? Um, Jordan. Uh, Jordan Hall, thank you. Jordan Hall.
1: Christian Miller. Jonah, Jonier, Justin Green. Zier Johnson. The list
0: goes on and on. It really does. Hey, man, we only have like an hour for this show again. But to the point, that's why nationally he was recognized by the Rivals guys as being the crew And he won it last year. uh, A damn beast media says, what have I missed so far? Can't be on time. Your, your name is probably Trent. Jed started the show with his shirt off.
1: Yeah. Uh,
0: shout out to Colter yes
1: Yeah, we're really good in the state championship game good. against good. Um, Stockbridge. I think good. Very good.
3: Chase Taylor in Stockbridge.
0: Kid. Kid was all, he was throwing things all over the place. So uh, anyway, there was some news yesterday. Uh, it was a very quiet day. Georgia had the number one class. Uh, oh. No one was able to get close to him. And they did wind up getting a commit from. Um, I called him a wide receiver because that's how we have him listed. But you guys want to call him an athlete or what? How do you want to guys? How do you want to describe Jeremy Bell?
1: I think athlete is good. I think he's going to be a DB. It makes a lot more sense to be wanting to bring in a DB late as opposed to bringing in a receiver. Um, although you could make the argument he's probably not going to contribute year one either way. Um, but either way, I mean, he's a guy who could end up on either side of the ball. He's, he's that talented. He's from Clinch County, which I want to say is 1, 1A football, I 1, think. Yeah, um,
3: 1A division. division so, two.
1: Um, but yeah, I mean, you and people have mentioned this on the board. He's a three-star guy. He had some, you know, he, he's not choosing to prefer to walk on a Georgia over Alabama offers, but he had some decent scholarship offers, and he chose to come to Georgia for what we were just talking about, to get developed to, to spend some time. And then listen, if you spend a year or two in Athens and it's clear you're not going to play, you are going to be a hot commodity for having developed under whether it's Brian McClendon or Javaris Robinson, um, Dante Williams, Kirby smart. So um, it's a great, great for a late, I mean, he he announced an offer like a week or two ago he visited um, last weekend and I mean to, to to have this kind of come out of nowhere over the last week or so to have it be a preferred walk on is a, a great, great late pickup.
2: Yeah. There's been numerous walk ons come to Georgia and leave and transfer and and come in come to Georgia's preferred walk on with offers from Furman, Georgia State, schools like that, and then all of a sudden they they go to TCU or go to Syracuse or Syracuse or go so you know, go to Division One and um I think, I think Jeremy – I actually had somebody reach out to me yesterday. He sent me a text message um, as, a, as a coach, and he sent me a text and he said, I think he's going to – I think Jeremy's going to surprise some people um, after I told him. And, and you know, he's – this is a, a team that only threw 20 passes all year. And I know he's listed as a wide receiver. They only threw 20 yeah. passes all year. He caught 16 of them. But he also had 900-something yards rushing. Uh, he also was matched up against the best teams uh, – other opposing team's best wide receiver. Uh, every game. He also was their kick returner and punt returner. And he averaged 15 points a game in basketball. And uh, he won state in the, the 400 meter, uh, run it in 50 seconds. That is... he's.
0: I, I, let me stop you right there. If you've ever watched the, the 400 meter race, it's an awful, awful race. It's, you have to love pain to win that or the 800. It's a straight out sprint. Straight out sprint, for 400
2: meters.
0: I mean, every sprinter you know, they're like, God, I hope I don't have to run the 400 this year. <laughs> it's just <laughs> freaking awful. And it, that, that is a uh, mind over matter race. 200, you can do 100 is great. You know, that's pure speed. 400 is just how much pain can you, how much pain can you take?
2: And, and you got to be very, uh, not only did he run the 400, but he also ran hurdles and you got to be uh, straight up. Athlete to run hurdles. I mean,
0: <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, to, so to your point, that guy sounds like a Kirby Smart wet dream. You know, just all around athlete. Get him here. We'll find out where he fits. I did the same thing with Eric Stokes. You know, I was like, no, no, we'll just get him here. We'll 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 figure it out later. Uh, and you know, with the Mackay Muses of the world, you know, with the uh, uh, I'm trying to think of the other two. it Transferred. What Cash Jones? Uh, yeah, I mean, Cash, Cash. Kirby Smart can look at look a kid in the eye and say, "I know you have offers elsewhere. Come here. We have enough
3: NLI
0: uh, NLI for all of our players. Everybody gets something to supplement what it will cost you to be a preferred walk on. So you know you're gonna have, you're gonna get some money that you can use towards your school. I you won't be able to go out and buy a Lambo, but you'll be at least you know you won't be behind the eight balls so much. And on top of that, if you show you can play. You will play here. Look at all of our preferred walk-ons who have leading roles on this team. There's, you know, it's it's the ultimate meritocracy. I'm not going to play you because you're a five star. Hell, he Kirby gets blasted for five stars to transfer to transfer away because they're not getting enough playing time. You know, and other schools are using it against him. He's like, God, why are they playing that five that three star walk on when uh, you're a five star and they you know, they signed you and you're not playing? But Kirby's like, look, I'm going to play. The best player. My two cents. Yeah, it wouldn't mm-hmm. surprise me if
3: you know, middle of the year next year, you hear his name make a tackle on you know a punt return or kickoff on special teams.
0: Yeah. Oh, you're right. Oh, your guys remember last week Joe Wyndham just raved about him. Yeah. Said, look, he's not mm-hmm. just a G five player; he's a P five player. Mm-hmm. Uh, and if Joe says it, then I believe it. He's he's been sending the kids tape to, you know. Uh, P5 schools, SEC, ACC, Big Ten, Big Twelve, Big whoever. He's been sent under them, so that exists. All That's right, uh, yeah, good. To wrap. That was all that happened on Sunday. day. Georgia picked up Jeremy Bell, and uh, wait, did they, they also get another preferred walk-on?
1: They got yeah, uh, uh, back, uh, Brandon uh, Hood, uh, Elko, oh. who admittedly I. Don't know a ton about, but I have seen people on the board who do. And they're like, this kid can fly. Um, so this says one comment says he's closer to 210, 215. 15. Um, let's see. There was one comment about his speed in here somewhere. I don't know. He, he's got good speed. And if you've got good speed at 210, 215 pounds, that's a, that's a, a good start for preferred walk on running back right there. So um, it's another, you know, Piece to the puzzle for a running back room that got a little thin at points last year. And you Roddy, you were talking about if you can show you can play, Cash Jones is a is a perfect example to sell to a running back of hey, you can carve out some run. You can start off by mopping things up in in uh, against Tennessee Tech early in the year, and then if you show you can play there, who knows what can happen down the line. So
0: and we'll throw, we'll throw you a couple passes against Florida.
2: And like it or not, uh, Cash Jones was at the end of the year was the third back. He was behind. Yeah. He was in front of the two the two younger guys. So, um, it,
0: yeah. no question. So, hey, uh, if you give Del McGee again, Del McGee's also been uh, named the rivals recruiter of the year in the past. Uh, that's a guy who not only recruits running backs; he gets uh, he gets some Michael Williams and guys like that to sign. Uh, he, if he wants you as a preferred running back, then uh, jump on it because he, again, he too will play you. I mean, it doesn't, doesn't matter that he, you know, the guy he signed was a five star. Especially if you're, you know, you've got a back issue or a hamstring issue or an ankle or a knee, uh, they, they need the body. So I see that. All right, uh, last weekend was a, a big, recruiting big recruiting weekend. Uh, uh, big recruiting weekend last weekend. A number of guys came up for Georgia's junior day. Kind of give me a let's let's go to the number one guy that came into town. The number one guys everybody wants to know about, and let's get all of you to go on the record and tell us that uh uh you know, J- Juju Lewis is coming to Georgia. So go ahead and uh, make your promises and your predictions now.
1: Trent's the guy that, that handles all the five-star quarterback stuff, dating back to the Arch Manning time. So I'll let him take the lead on that. But, but yeah, uh, Julian Lewis is, is in Athens a lot. Uh He came back first time as a reclassified 2025 guy. And he, one of the quotes he had was, yeah, it's time to really start talking about, what's next what opportunities i would have at georgia um because he's signing in what, 10 months instead of a year in 10 months so um the, the timeline is obviously accelerated there and he said look kirby smart and mike Boba made it clear if i come to georgia i've got a i've got a chance to be part of something special i can put up a lot of put up some big numbers and i can win a lot of games so uh from a quarterback's perspective that's a a, a pretty attractive pitch so You know, he took a visit to Auburn. He took a visit to Colorado. He took a visit to Indiana out of nowhere. So um, he had a quote down there at the bottom where he wants to take official visits in June, and then it's going to be shut down one way or another uh, before the season starts this fall. So, you know, I kind of thought it might go into the summer, and that looks like it's the plan uh, for for Lewis and and those around him right now. So we'll see, but I certainly think if – if we're talking about schools that could flip and there's no one that's in a better position than Georgia to, uh, to pull off that flip. If it happened, just because of the relationships he's got, it's gone back so long. It's uh, if, if, if he does flip, which I'm not guaranteeing by any means, I I think it would be to Georgia. Coward. Coward. (laughs) Coward. But yeah, it's it's, it's certainly Georgia is certainly, my, that's, that's how I led my story. They're not backing down one bit, even with the, uh, with the USC. Commitment.
0: I mean, you, you can't be scared of USC. Yeah. You can't be scared of any of the uh, teams out there. I mean, if you're Kirby smart, you're like, look, uh, I'll rec- recruit you as if you're coming here. Uh, and then if I miss on you, try to get you in the portal, but I'm not going to back down just because you committed. Someone. So that's never stopped him. And, uh if anything, they'll just show that, hey, we consider you number one. Remember when we were recruiting you as if you – we told you you were number one on our board. We recruited you that way for two years, three years, and then you went somewhere else and it didn't quite work out for you. But we still believe you're the number one guy on our board. Yeah.
2: The only thing I'll predict is he's going to win the husband one day. There you go. Mm.
0: Uh, would not shock me. And maybe by the – we know he has a very good NIL deal and lined up in USC. Mm-hmm. And this is going to be an NIL deal or NIL situation that is out of the norm for what Kirby's doing right now. I say Kirby; it's what the Classic City Collective is doing, but what Kirby comfortable with. This is going to be beyond that. But I think in this situation, they are going to go a different route through NIL. You're going to have to. This is going to. Rec- this isn't going to be. Hey, call up a big booster and get payments for this so kid to here, advertise their. Car dealership, or they're, you know, that's what I was trying to think of the guy that was making some money recently. Uh, They have all the billboards up, your law firm. You know, that's not going to be the situation like that. This is going to be like where you have a Delta or a um, uh, Home Depot or somebody come in and say, Look, you got a a deal like when you were signing a NFL guy. You're going to need you know, a big corporate, this yeah. needs to be on a corporate account, not a personal account is what I'm saying. Yeah. And I think if you go to enough uh, Georgia boosters out there and say, look, you guys are, you're, you're, the head of marketing for Coca-Cola. You're the head of marketing for Home Depot or Lowe's or whoever. Uh, can you come up with a, a, you know, use this guy as that your next uh, pitch man. And if they come up with that, hey, George is right back in there. And so. I think yeah, you
2: find a lot of these guys, you know there might not be a quarterback but Juju Lewis is a big name and's been a big name for for several years mm-hmm. and i think you could you could get that i think because just because of his name um because because of what he's carried in the state of georgia for the past you know since he was a freshman so i think um, that that has it going uh, you know for in georgia's way to to be able to to get that worked out because of you know uh, his name and his name around the state of georgia um, I think that's working in their favor. I mm-hmm.
0: think you're right. Anyway, I'm not going to go out and <laughs> say, yeah, George is going to get in. But I think you see so many people go, there's no chance. He's just using Georgia to increase his deal. He's already he's already committed. He's not using Georgia for leverage to get anywhere. Right? George is just going after him. Now, could they drive up the price and make USC have to come up with a better deal? Maybe. But Kirby's not going to quit on this kid because they believe it. You. This is another uh, Justice Haynes, Caleb Downs, uh, K.J. Bolden type guy. This is a guy they want. They want him badly. Um, don't question my mind. They're going to do everything they can to get him. Yeah. Yep. Uh, who else visited this past weekend that we could talk about?
1: Yeah, there was uh, Juju Lewis. There was Taylor Taylor, who I mentioned, uh, the number six receiver in the country. And he he kind of liked that. You know, we talked about oh, Ryan Montgomery has has visited Georgia unofficially several times. Uh, Taylor's from Illinois, so getting down to Georgia is no small thing. There, um, he loved it. He's he's got the he he told me something because Georgia always sells these kids on oh, it's a pro style offense to get you ready for the league. Brian McClendon worked in like, hey, turn on the Senior Bowl and see what Lad McConkey and Marcus Rose from Jack Sane are doing. You know why they're doing great at the Senior Bowl because they're coming out of pro style offense and it's less of an adjustment. So um, some. Uh, Real time, real world examples uh, to use for Taylor and Taylor. There, uh, George is one of the top contenders. Uh, they're going to get an official visit, although he doesn't have a date set up or anything. Um, Zion Grady is another one recently committed from Alabama, edge guy that Georgia's been after for a while. Um, also very high on Georgia. There's Georgia. There's Auburn involved. Uh, trying to think who else he said. Um, Alabama is still involved. So he just got an offer from Ohio State. Um. Yeah, I mean Bo Jackson, the running back from Cleveland. You gotta be good if your name is Bo Jackson. Uh he is huge. He is a monster. I mean, Georgia just offered him a couple of weeks ago. This was his first visit, and he he posted a picture and he looks like a full grown man standing. I don't know if it was Del McGee or Kirby or whoever he was standing next to. Um, but he 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 looked like Bo Jackson standing there. So um, that's another kind of name to know on the the 2025 running back board. Um there were well, two
0: I mean, we also, we, we won't give away everything. It was you had stories on Tristan Haynes, uh, mm-hmm. Drew Evans, Eric Winners, uh, Nas Newkirk. I mean, you guys covered a lot of people that visited. Uh, had an, another update with Matt Zollers too, twenty twenty five quarterback. So uh, I'm just going down the list. Like I said, Zion Grady. There you guys two- did a great job covering all the people that visited. Yeah.
3: Two big offensive tackles and Juan Gaston, and is it Nic- is it Nikolai Brooks Nick or the- Brooks. yeah Yeah,
0: Gaston is a giant.
3: Yeah, you you talk about you talk about absolute giants. That that kid when he posted that picture on Twitter with Kirby, he's I mean he's like six seven inches taller than Kirby and a lot wider.
0: Yeah. Uh, I love Gaston. He's awesome. I hope he hope he's at the Under Armour camp in a couple weeks. We'll see him. Hey, uh, real quick let's get to, let's finish up the show with uh, questions from the uh, board if you go to ujsports.com which is where we all work and you check out the vault. The vault was designed many many years ago when we had so many recruiting questions on the vent uh, that we said, look we just have to have a different place to put all the recruiting stuff. So we have the dog vent for general Georgia football and college football discussions and then we have the vault which is just for recruiting. And we put up a note over there. Give us your questions. And uh, first one comes from uh, KSDJ eighteen sixty nine. Says after last weekend, what recruits? I give at least one on offense, and one on defense. Uh, did we boost our stock with? And who of those do you see committing first? So we got to come um, up friends. with uh, of the visits. Who did Georgia increase their chances with?
1: i'll go taylor on offense just because i think georgia has been a favorite for a while and getting him back getting around you know around the coaches again and getting him back on campus and getting again that look at the development The you know he said he he talked with kirby smart about life after football and how georgia takes care of its players even after football and who better to attest to that than kirby smart a former player so i just think overall georgia is in a really good spot there i posted a story on the board this morning and so I sounds like well i can't wait till you know, another highly ranked receiver. You know, goes somewhere else for NIL bag at the last minute. I like I, I don't think that is going to happen with Taylor and Taylor. He just he seems like a, a very level headed guy who knows. And he had another quote too. He's like, I don't want to go somewhere. I don't want to commit somewhere and decommit. I don't want to commit somewhere and sign and go in the transfer portal. I want to go somewhere where I'll be for the next three to four years. Shall I go to the NFL? And Georgia's a place where that's possible. So um, I think Georgia's in a really really good spot um for taylor and taylor at this point in defense uh i don't know lance and trent you guys got anybody
3: i would say xavier griffin um i talked i've got a story coming with him the uh the he's kind of a hybrid linebacker um defensive lineman out of uh out of gainesville he i think we've got him rated as one of the top 150 players in the country in 2025 he spoke highly of it, and he just got offered a few weeks ago. Originally from Alabama, moved to Gainesville, has family in Georgia, um, out, you know, right up the street in Hall County, um, and I and he and he raved about Glenn Schumann and just kind of spending time um, with him or on the phone before, and then you know they you know they they chopped it up in real life, and uh and he felt and he felt like a he felt like he wanted to be there,
0: so. I might add Zion graded that because I think getting him back on campus after that uh, Alabama decommit's got to be big.
1: Yeah, and especially because he was he was planning on being back before he decommitted anyway, and then so now getting him back, getting to show what you have to offer and, and development and you know the whole the whole spiel there. So yeah, that's a uh, that's a big one. I mean that's and again he's a guy. If you look to add these pass rusher, defensive end, outside linebackers, whatever. He is is he's up there at the top of the board, and another guy, Darren um, Ikenagben from New Jersey, is another guy who just one of these athletic freaks on the edge that was uh, that was in for a visit over the weekend. And Georgia is um, is prioritizing as well. So big big weekend on the, as far as the outside linebacker, rusher, edge is whatever you want to call work. it goes.
0: I will go on the record now and predict that at one point we're talking about uh, Chadira Daribe being the Rivals Recruiter of the Year at some point. So if you get Zion Grady and the the New Jersey kid come sit down with him, he is a uh, uh, charismatic.
1: Yeah, for sure. I love playing for
0: him. The guys who play for him now love talking about him. So I think getting Zion Grady in there is a pretty, uh, pretty good move there.
2: All right. um, yeah, you got to you got you to gotta watch uh, you know this new defensive back coach too, Dante Williams, with all his California connections, along with uh, coming into uh, Georgia and, and and you know building the relationships with the, the southeast. Um, you got to watch him because he's I think he's going to have uh, a big impact on not only the secondary but uh, landing uh, you know a few kids out west
0: that um, that he had connections with prior. That's good cool, KB Dog, KB Dog 08 says, "Are we are we going to recruit Byron Washington, the huge offensive lineman in Texas?"
1: That is not a name I'm. Familiar with. Is that the guy who went had the viral picture where he looked like he it's was about four times good. bigger than everybody else? Yeah, he's six seven three. I think this is the guy who he uh, there was a viral okay. picture from the state championships in Texas, and he he was in front of a guy that's like 230 pounds and makes him look like a. Jesus. I, mean, I don't know that Georgia is, is really in on him right now, and there's so many guys above him on the board that have had longer relationships and stuff. But anytime you've got a guy that big, that – I mean, he's playing guard in these clips, which is ridiculous. <laughs> um Pronies play with a better pad level, though. Goodness. and just standing yeah. up throwing people around. So, um yeah, I, I don't think Georgia is really in on him right now. Um, I mean I think the only way they would is if you get him on campus maybe in the spring for a workout or whatever. Um, but yeah, there's just there's a lot of guys higher on the board slash have been targets for a lot longer right now.
0: I'd like to see if he can actually get into a three-point stance. I'm not sure that he can. That number 10 was just for a rod. I yeah. think of it. Oh, poor kid. Yeah. All right. Um well KD uh KB Dog oh eight says how many D. linemen Do you think you'll take this year?
1: I mean, I would think. What do you would you y'all say? Probably at least four. At yes. least, just because I mean, you're losing. You're you're for sure losing Stackhouse and um Walther. Yeah, England, thank England. you. Um, I mean, there's a, and you're probably losing Brinson too. So um, oh, you, could, you could lose Mike Williams. You could lose. Theoretically, you could lose Kristen Miller if he has a huge year. So I think you need to restock that room again. So yeah, I'd say at least four, and and like you said, probably probably eight for five. Five, yeah.
0: So I'm just just Martin, go around as many as you can get, really. Yeah. Until they, if they if yeah. seven say yes, then take all seven.
2: Yeah, I think I think the key, is, you know, in this class is you you have the guys. I think Justice Terry would fit in nicely, at like a three-tech. Um, I, I think you have a couple of talented guys that can fit in that five-tech um, that we, we discussed. I think you have to land a talented nose tackle. I think that's what Georgia's really missed on uh, in a couple last couple classes. Is just and I and it's, you know these guys can develop into the next Jordan Davis, as far as I know, but um, but I do think you got You, you got to land a talented big guy uh, in this class. And uh, there, there's a lot of talent. Uh, like I said, three and five, I think you can take two of each of that position, but you got to land a talented nose tackle.
0: I agree. I mean, when Georgia runs that, man, you got to have that guy. No question. Uh, last question from uh, OEJ says, how do you guys feel about Mason short? If he doesn't uh, recommit to Bama, where do you think he would commit to?
1: I think Georgia's got a really good shot to get Mason short. I mean, he is – he was on campus two or three times as an Alabama commit, so that should tell you something. He was another guy who I think was planning a Georgia visit before the Nick Saban retirement and decommitment and stuff. Yeah, so um, I think he's a guard, honestly. I'm i am pretty sure we have him listed as a tackle. I think he's a guard. Um I think he's the next but, Yeah, I, I feel I feel good about about George's uh George's chances of landing him. I know he's got a really good relationship, Stacey Cyrus.
3: Uh, yeah, and, and Kirby there and visited him in, in Evans. And you know, you know, I think I think the mom is the one uh in that family that I've heard kind of wants him at Bama. So I think dad's leaning more towards Georgia. So you know, I think that impressed her that, that Kirby showed up in, at Evans High School and you know, spent spent a good amount of time with him.
2: Mm-hmm. Tate Rowledge was offensive tackle, and he was always offensive guard. But he was tackling high school. What? What was he committed to Alabama, or was that Tennessee? He's committed somewhere for.
3: Who's that?
2: Tate
1: Rowledge. Oh
3: uh, yeah, Tate. Well, they both got mullets, so.
1: Let's see. The next? And Tate, he was <laughs> hanging out with Tate on his visit to. Yeah. <laughs> his last visit at Athens on the the 14th or whatever that weekend in January it was. But as a player, I mean, that's I mean, such a short camera.
0: Sharing shampoo secrets, man. Yeah. <laughs> Tail and mane, I think is the brand.
1: Yeah, that's out here. Oh, We're getting that. deep. Yeah. We, the
0: uh, we, here's the thing: when he decommitted from Alabama, he didn't hear from anybody from Alabama, and That it was no. a while. So he decommits, doesn't hear anything from the staff. Then Kirby Smart shows up, as you mentioned, Lance goes up there, and that kind of impresses him. Now they've finally gotten back. He's been re-offered, and they are pushing hard to get him. Yeah, It would not shock me if he recommitted because he does like Alabama. Mm -hmm. It's not just the – I get your point about the mom wanting it. He also loves Pat. He likes Georgia a lot too, as you pointed out. He visits all the time. He likes the staff here. He likes the players. In his mind, guessing, in his mind, how, how do you go wrong? You can't go wrong
1: yeah so and it, it could be one us. to just you give it a few months you see yeah. how you've already got those relationships pretty much in place with with the georgia staff see how things go with the guys at alabama and then you decide you take official visits both in the summer and then uh and then you go from there it's going to be, yeah. be interesting to see what kind of impacts i think alabama still holds
2: the alabama name right now but after a year of watching them how's this going to look like ha- I, I, I think it's going to affect recruiting their on-the-field play. And, uh, you know, I think they're going to run out. I think their offense is going to be – I think they they got a great offensive system. I think Washington. did. It would be interesting to see, number one, how Jalen Milroe f- fits into that offense. Um, and, number two, they have the 96-ranked defense at Washington. Uh, and, and a lot of it has to do with what kind of offense they play. Their offense is, is scoring very quickly how how is the defense going to impact recruiting in the SEC because it, it i mean what we always talk about one game doesn't matter one game don't matter but on the field results and constant results uh, uh, does matter and if you don't run out at a defense that is to alabama standard and you know bad defense is ranked in the top 20 at alabama it, it's gonna it's going take a toll on recruiting and it'll be interesting to see how that impacts recruiting
0: you well, just God, basically basically the assigned them to be the next old mess.
3: Who's the assistant offensive line coach that was making visits um, while Searles was in the hospital?
1: I think Man, Man Ray Saint Amour. Saint Amour.
3: I think I think that uh, I think that did he visit him with Kirby? Do we know that? because I know I know I've heard I heard positive things about exactly. guys he visited.
0: Now, was that the same St. more There was at uh, North Gwinnett? The one under Georgia Tech? Or was that a – I can't imagine there's too many different St. Amores. Could have been. I'm trying to find try it. I've been in this business too long. All the names are running together.
1: Plus, you're getting old. Let's see. Yeah,
0: That's, his why bio.
3: You to That's why you do Brothers. Let's
0: see. Well, while you're looking that up uh, – to your point, Trent. I think uh, Alabama's still freaking Alabama. You know, they still have that uh, gravitas. They still have that name recognition. Well, you're right. Uh, you know, uh, one bad year, two bad years, and you're coming in to replace the man. We we we're so into snap judgments in the uh, the culture now. Uh, they'd be like, oh yeah, they're, they're they're rolling right along with the new coach. You know, Deboer's perfect. Uh, He can do no wrong. He's a perfect replacement. And then they continue to kick everybody's butt on the recruiting trail, except Georgia's. Uh, Or it's like, oh, this was a bad hire. They don't have a good defense. And if you can't get defenses in the SEC, then you are a – you have to outscore people. And that is not a – I mean, hell, did it it work for uh, LSU? Nope. Did it work for Ole Miss? Nope. Great offenses, great quarterbacks, great systems. You score a ton of points, but if you can't stop anybody – you, you will win a goodly number of games, but you won't win championships. Defense you wins
2: championships. You, you look back over the last ten years, what wins championships? The the, the trenches. I mean the, the defense line, offensive line. If you get the Alabama and, and you ain't playing no defense, they're they're not going to land those top tier defensive linemen um year in and year out anymore if they can't if their defense trust defense. Uh, I think it will be interesting in that standpoint. I think it will be interesting to see can they maintain the success they have had throughout the years recruiting, uh, you know, the, the the big dogs. Because you, you can't bring that Washington offense and defense and constantly win and or consistently win an SEC. You just can't do it because you've got to have the, the hog front. And uh, if you don't have the offense and defense, it's going to be tough. Or
3: the,
0: the lineman. Did you ever get an answer on the – him more.
3: Yes, he did he played at Georgia Southern and then play, Yeah, played at North Carolina.
0: Awesome. Remember going out there to see a different kid and uh, the head coach there, uh Bob going, uh hey, let me tell you about this other guy. He's seen him more? Okay. So again, been been here way too long. Uh, speaking of, that's uh I'm old man, it's time for me to go to bed. We went. I thought this would be a quick show. We actually went uh, over an hour, so Anyway, I'm going off to bed. I'm going to make you guys do all the recruiting stuff for tomorrow. We have a lot more at UJsports.com. We mentioned a bunch of updates that are at UGA sports. We're we not going to talk about them all on the air. That's just that's too many stories a week to recap. But you, for 27 cents a day, can go to UJsports.com and read them all. So check it out. And, we will again, we will not have a show next week, but we will be back the following Monday. We're going to have Joe Winden on. He was a huge hit. Uh, Joe is the one that uh, all the coaches pay money to, to help them scout. He's the one that was telling us great stuff about Jeremy Bell. We're going to make him go over some of the 2024 guys in this class that he thinks are sleepers, some guys that he likes on the offense, and then we're going to get his thoughts on the class of 2025. So be ready when we put up the uh, prompt at UJsports.com on the vault. Get your questions in uh, next week for – following Monday's show with Joe Winden here. And with that, we will see y'all later. Take care.